What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again. Ryan McNichols here, host of the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck. Hey, what's up, everybody? And our producer, Mike Coyle. What's up? We are going to be talking today, we're going to be establishing some rough uh, value equivalent for rookie picks to help everybody out there. I know you've got, uh, you know, the NFL draft is coming up, so people are going to have their rookie draft shortly after that, because most people wait till after the NFL draft. So if you're looking to make moves, acquire players, or trade players away, that's what we're going to take a look at today. So let's just hop into it then. Let's start looking at a situation when you're in a one-quarterback league. So no 2QB, no super flex, nothing like that. It's just a one-quarterback league. The 101 is B. John Robinson, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Without a doubt. So if you were in the business of giving up the 101 pick or acquiring the 101 pick, what are you giving up essentially to get B. John Robinson? Full, P- full PPR league. Let's we'll start by saying a lot. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're going to have to move significant value. If you have picks down the line, first-round picks down the line, um, it's probably going to, I mean, two first-round picks 2024 or a 2023 move back and a 2024 first-round pick, possibly. Now, that's probably overpaying, technically, like it, but you're targeting B. John Robinson. Right. Uh, if you're making that kind of move, you're probably trying to win now. Like you're trying to win it immediately because you're going with a running back, obviously. I think I, – I know we've talked about this before, but uh, typically trying to build younger teams around young wide receivers, young elite wide receivers. So you're not – that's not really what you're getting here. You're getting a guy that's coming in to, to try and put you over the top this yeah, year. Plug and play running back. Now, like, the other thing that you got to consider, too, is where you're coming from to go to 101. That's going to affect the price. Right. You're coming from 103 to 101 – Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be substantially less than if you're coming from 107 to 101. Right, exactly. Okay. And so I'm sorry, real quick, Jim, Mike, what did you say roughly you were... I mean, if if I had to, if I had multiple picks down the line... Well, you had said something yeah. earlier, I just... I was, I was like going to say, like, yeah, maybe, like, like we're going to say, maybe a back end, if you have a back end, uh, if you did really well last year, you have a back end, like, 109, 110, plus you want to move your 2024. Four first you're, to you're get let, that one let, Let's end a guy probably. Let's try, probably end a guy. Let's yeah. try to equate. Least. Let's try to equate it to a player or players. If you're trading the one hundred one rookie draft pick to acquire a player or players from another team, so I mean, yeah. K, so for example, we have these little sheets here with all the bads. And so, like right now, I just get KTC for example has the one hundred one pick in a one QB league being worth about a little under seven thousand points. Without getting too into the details about that, okay? Yeah. So for reference. The most valuable players in there are Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. It's a 10,000-point scale. So the 101 pick is about 7,000 points. Bijan Robinson, though, is just under 9,000 points right. is his value. So mm-hmm. more valuable to have the player than the 101 pick because, I guess... Right, you know who it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, That's is why the 2024, right you don't know who the 2024 so, consensus is going to be. I guess my point there is Bijan Robinson, then, being worth just under 9,000 points, is worth more than... Is worth more than C.D. Lamb and you know a uh, second round uh, 
Yeah, is worth more than CeeDee Lamb and I guess a late third round pick. Yeah. Does that sound if you have the 101 you get B. John Robinson are you giving that uh, that up for CeeDee Lamb in a late third round? Uh, I mean I, I, I don't hate CeeDee Lamb uh, his upside long term but like it depends on the situation. If I have no shot of winning this year I get CeeDee Lamb and maybe a younger guy that's a promising prospect. I'm not going to take probably some scrub like some middle tier type guy who is maybe I get like CeeDee Lamb I get like I'm trying to think of another wide receiver is really what I want to move forward. I think it really is one of those things you got to find what the holes are in your team. But I understand what you're saying. So you'd be looking to cry yeah. a CD Lamb and then another player who but, like yeah, you're... or a draft pick. I mean, here's the thing: is that once you get down to those lower tier guys, like in the three thousands, two thousands, those guys are dime a dozen. Gotcha. Yeah, like, well, that's what I was saying. This I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just real quick, the scale for the KTC said a late third round quick. Pick plus CD Land would be the roughly equivalent right, right. value. Does the late third round pick do, or do you need more than <laughs> that? Need more, you need more. That's yeah, the point I was trying to get to. Yeah, like okay, the, the KTC equivalent may say that, mm-hmm. but it, realistically, yeah. what are your chances of hitting that third round pick? Like it, we talked about yeah. it, it's what in the thirty percent. It's lower than that. No, yeah, even? it's really Less? yeah, it's way lower than that. So you're, yeah. realistically, there's a very large chance that you end up yeah. with Bijan for CD Lamb straight up. And while that may end up working out for you in a vacuum, just value-wise, that's not it. If you're trading the 101, you're trading from a position of advantage. Yes. Yeah. Like you have to leverage all of that. Mm-hmm. So CD Lamb in a third, while it equals value-wise, it you're probably still going to need to pay more. Exactly. Yeah. Would Because we know who the 101 is. Like You're trading Bijan Robinson for somebody. Yes. So. Would... C.D. Lamb and Romeo Dobbs get the trade done for Bijan Robinson. Probably not for me. I don't think I so. Don't think so. So uh, we need a higher grade player. They're probably talking C.D. Lamb in a second start. And yeah. Now we're we're talking. Yeah, I, I prefer an earlier second. I mean, I would. I this is the, this is the thing that's nice about moving draft picks that are down the line because you can move if you have them later down the line. You can move those, and they're gonna they're gonna appreciate over time. You know, you acquire those. And those those picks are going to appreciate yeah, over time. Picks don't lose value. Yeah, they don't get hurt. Right. They don't have down seasons. They don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they just are what they are. Yeah, you have time to buy, but that's the thing. It's it's so it's so scenario driven. Um, but all like yeah, it's. I, I think it's probably somewhere around there. Maybe CD plus a second. Maybe I want more. Probably. Gets you in the building. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if it gets you in the room. You mm-hmm. know, you're in the building. Would C.D. Lamb and Gabe Davis get it done, or is Gabe Davis kind of in a similar vein to Romeo Dobbs? They don't, they don't think Gabe Davis gets it done for Bay. Doesn't. Doesn't. Okay. So essentially at that point, we're looking for a guy who's a, you know, essentially a top 10 wide receiver at that point, and then probably a flex play at the wide receiver, or maybe a running back. What, what about C.D. Lamb and Brandon Ayuk? Does that get it done? For Bijan Robinson, mm, so probably. Yeah. I would say that's probably yeah. Of all, I mean, obviously that's a better deal than any of the deals I suggested. Brandon Ayuk is a way better player than the other players Just mentioned we, there. You know, that team, team situation so, again. I, I was going to say that's, but I think that's the value essentially that you're looking at. That might, in all honesty, might be a little bit of an overpay because I feel I, I'd need to look more into Brandon Ayuk, but I think there's a little more positivity for. I, I mean, that's too. Those are two young wide receivers. Yeah. Like they're not, I mean, you know, CD Lamb. I think is going to have another eight, nine years in in the league as a you know a, a top fifteen wide receiver so yeah. going forward. And yeah. then Brandon Ayuk is going to be one of those guys who's fifteen to twenty range. I would say until they get the quarterback situation really figured out. That's really what's essentially I feel holding Brandon Ayuk back from being a, a top, a borderline top ten guy. 
So you're you're looking at two startable wide receivers for you know the span of five six years versus what you'll get out of Bijan Robinson. So it might be a little bit of an overpay. I, I, that deal would probably get it done for me. But again, that we're trying to avoid saying that you know that the whole. I, I, that's what I want to avoid. I want to avoid the it's team specific and try to get establish a base value and then say how it changes based off of where mm-hmm. you are at in what you're doing. So. So then from that sense, Rich, if you're rebuilding, would you rather have the two young wide receivers who, you know, they're a little bit older, but, I mean, B. John Robinson's going to be, what, 21 when he comes into the league this season, I believe? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably take the young wide receivers. Um, I don't, I, I, but I, I don't think if I was in that situation, I would not trade the pick prior to the draft. You wouldn't trade the 101 for those? Not before the draft. Because at, at once it becomes the pick, he's the pick. The, the value is not, not going down until he plays a game. You could you can haggle all, see, all is, season. Is your yeah. fear then that that person trades the 101 for more than what you got? Is that oh, I'm like saying I, ha- I'm thinking, I thought you said I have the 101. I'm rebuilding. Okay. I thought that I, I got mis- I guess I misunderstood. No, maybe I misunderstood you. So you said you're not making the deal until the day of the draft. Potentially. Okay. Yeah, at, at the earliest. Uh, of the fantasy draft? Or? Yes, of yeah. fantasy so, draft. Yeah. Fantasy, of uh, your we're fantasy gonna, draft. Yeah, sorry, a little betting war here, too. Okay. Is that essentially what you're doing? You're trying to raise the price of that up by making it happen there? Or? Every that, As you get closer to your dynasty draft, the price only goes up of the picks. Okay. The more As more and more rookie fever sets in, and every league's different. You know, Some leagues are, eh, whatever, with the rookies. Other leagues are big in home and want to acquire all the first-round picks. But as that fever starts to set in, you're able to capitalize on that. Now that, you know, that C.D. Lamb in a second maybe becomes C.D. Lamb in two seconds. Because you've got somebody on the clock now. Mm-hmm. They're on your time. You're not on their time. So you, you learn to leverage that and, and use that to your advantage. Yeah, it's, all, it's also there's something about being in front of other people or like even if you're on a, a voice call compared to sending – messages to some guy that might not even live in your city mm-hmm. uh, and you know a buddy from college from four years ago that only responds to your stuff when it's convenient like you know everybody's sitting around the table drinking a few beers yeah, hash a deal people out. are on the clock they're looking at highlights of the guys that they want to draft for the first time you know the not all it's not it's not like everybody's doing a ton of research always uh, before not that people aren't doing the research but you know or I could say it could also be the opposite, where someone surprises you, where like you were expecting to take this guy because you didn't think anybody else would be on him, and then you get there, and all of a sudden you hear two or three other guys at your draft talking about this dude that you thought you were going to be able to grab, and then you look, and like two of those guys are ahead of you, and like, oh man, I might need to move up, you know? I thought this dude might be there at 109, but now I hear people talking about him, and he might not go, you know, he might not be there at the 109, I might need to move up. So. Yeah. Yeah, like right. when, when Rick is unable to acquire. Anthony Richardson at one time this year. <laughs> Someone's taking him sooner? Someone's taking him sooner. Someone's taking him sooner, bro. You think? It's happening. Now, if this was a... Let's look at the other thing we want to talk about. If this was a super flex league, the 101 is going to be one of the quarterbacks, and it would just be depending on where they go and who you're feeling about the court. Depending on your situation. If... So maybe, you think it could still be Bijan? Yeah, if you had some injuries last year and you have a good basis of a team and the only reason you're down there is because like injuries or you acquired somebody else's pick and you know you're still set at the quarterbacks, 
you know, plug and play running back to extend your window. I, there's an argument to be made for we mentioned it on the last pod. You can make an argument for the three quarterbacks, Richardson, Stroud, Young, or Bijan for 101 at Superflex. And I wouldn't fault you any which way you landed on it, but it, it, it's definitely way more open in Superflex than it is in, in one QB. Yeah. Okay. And so then I guess my next question, and it might be kind of pointless, is that then we weren't trading Bijan for a quarterback or anything in our hypothetical situation. So then the value doesn't really change. It's a quarter, a two QB or a super flex league, but you're still looking to acquire the same sort of value you were for Bijan. Yeah. I mean, if or you for can, the 101 because you know it's going to be Bijan or you know who it could be. And so, if anything, well, the 101 probably gains value because it opens your options up of who. If somebody wants the 101 mm-hmm. and they want Bijan or they want. Uh, uh, Shroud or like it depends on who they like if anything more people are going on that one on one because now there's multiple choices that mm-hmm. they can make there see I would have thought that might have lowered it because one of those things where maybe maybe you want Bijan but you know the other guy who's got it's got you know is needs a quarterback or whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. like because there are the options the person you want may still be available and you might not necessarily need to move up to get maybe, it or trade to acquire it maybe not maybe it's not a, a, a thing of value but maybe flexibility it with with movement mm-hmm. uh, so the appeal probably, appeal to yeah. a person who was looking to move up yeah, essentially it, the flexibility of movement because like you know the, you could see like okay like this guy's you look at somebody's team and be like this guy is screwed at QB like and he's got the 101, like, and he doesn't have an R pick in the first five picks after that. Like, he, you know, six picks. Like, these QBs in Superflex are going to go fast. The they the, do. the top yeah. ones are going to go fast. Typically, the bottom teams are the ones without them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're – you know, it, it, you, I think there's some flexibility. Like, whereas in, you know, one QB, it's it's Bichon is the 101. And so it's like, you know, if you're looking to acquire a QB – it's, you can get one way further back, and you, you don't have to be so worried about having a high draft pick there. Um, you can kind of just float. You can take a you can take a dart throw in round late round one and round two, or possibly even three if you're willing to go the Will Levis yeah. or so, less but third QB taking route. So then, in a vacuum, would the it like forget it us knowing it's Bijan or Stroud or Bryce Harper this year? In a vacuum, would the first Will the 101 in a super flex be more valuable than the 101 in a right in a one QB league? Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't answer that question. I don't think. Yes. You would say yes. It is more valuable in the super flex league because you can get the Strict- quarterback, which is the more important. Exactly. Position. Strictly off of that. I mean, you look at what is typically picked at the top of one quarterback drafts. It's running backs and it's wide receivers and. and in Superflex, it pushes the quarterback into it, so it, it, it there's more available options to be at the top. Like you said, variability. And, again, you know, quarterback being the most p- important position in football, um, as to be said with, uh, with Superflex, um, driving the value up of the position and ultimately of the top picks when, when it's a good quarterback class. Like something like last year, well, you know, you had Brees Hall and then – he was your consensus 101 even in super flex leagues just because of how poor the quarterback class was. Right. So that that plays a part into it too, the, the, the draft class in and of itself. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And, again, I know I keep I keep saying this in the vacuum. I'm really just trying to establish a baseline from there and then have us do what we're doing where we talk about the different things that will vary 
how you kind of decide that. But mm -hmm. I always think it's good to have a baseline value and then throw in the variables from there. All right, so that's the 101 pick. How far down do we want to scale this then to look at the next value I picked? Do we want to go to like 105? Do we just want to say like a mid first round pick? And you know, if you're yeah, go call mid, yeah, call mid first. Okay. Mid first. Yeah, I so think mid, mid early late is fine. Okay, so if you're in a 10 team league, you know, this is the picks four to six. If you're in a you know 12 yeah. team league, it's five to eight or whatever yeah. it is. So, all right. So if we're so then if we were going to trade the 10, so we talked about what we trade for Bijan Robinson. If you have the 101 pick. Is CD Lamb and Brandon Ayuk an overpay for 101 in a vacuum? If, a, it, if it wasn't Bijan Robinson, like let's say we do our rookie draft and that happens, Bijan Robinson's on a team, somebody comes to you and say, hey, so I'll trade you 101. Can we? Uh, I, go ahead. Keep saying because we, we know it's Bijan, but I don't, I don't think that particularly matters too much. Okay. I really think it's just going up to number one is a price in and of itself regardless of who because if you're going up to one you believe in that top guy right. whether it's Bijan, whether it's Brees Hall whether it's you know whoever from years prior Najee Harris mm -hmm. or you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, but you're going up for a reason because you believe in that guy so I don't think that a slight overpay or something like that is going to stop you from getting the deal done like it shouldn't at that point right. you're going you try to get your guy. yeah exactly okay so then, if you all right, so yeah, it's a it's technically an overpay, but I don't think that it's really an overpay. Okay, if that makes sense. Okay, the, the, makes sense. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I would I was just wondering, like, if you if you had C D Lamb and Brandon Ayuk and someone offered you the 101 for them, is that something where like you just accept it then and yeah, you're good with it? Yeah, and probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably take it. And then, like, let's say this is next offseason we're having this conversation. The running back will be whatever the running back is. That's, uh, that's Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, wide receiver. He's okay. the one. And one quarterback. Yeah. So, that's, so, so it sounds like the 101, there will always be that you one special guy at a you'll player know, position that will be worth. For the most part, you'll know who it is. Okay, so the 101 is essentially equivalent then to a, a top 10, top 12 player and then an additional flex player, like another – usable player essentially is what Probably. we're looking at for a one-on-one yeah. -on -one pick okay yeah you want guys that are going to be on the field playing and guys that you expect to contribute either long term or get on the field immediately and contribute okay. if they're going to be a flex guy like you know i want a guy somebody that's going to come on the field and play right yeah. away like, i mean honestly also if you're giving up that first round pick it wouldn't giving up one-on-one it wouldn't you know, be so terrible to acquire some first-round picks also. Say you wanted to take it, instead of taking the C.D. Lamb and a Brandon Ayuk, say you wanted to take Ayuk in two firsts, mm -hmm. or Ayuk a first and a second. Yeah. Like, or something of that nature, that's not terrible either. Yeah. Alrighty. And then... C.D. Lamb is a stud, so, you know, the chances are that those picks turn into C.D. Lamb, but, you know, mm -hmm. just saying, picks will keep accumulating. Exactly. You can flip them, they're cash, you can do what you want with them. Yeah. Okay. Very liquid asset. Mm -hmm. Like saying that. So then, like you said, let's scale that then. You've got a mid-first round pick. C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk's too much? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to. Are we, it, would, it, let it, me it, just put it this way. Put it this way. You would have to attach something to the mid-first round pick to get C.D. Lamb. Okay. So then that's what I was going to ask. So I was going to say, are we scaling down Brandon Ayuk and going C.D. Lamb in a lower level player? Are we scaling down essentially C.D. Lamb to be 
a lower or like where is, I guess that's what I was asking, and you kind of answered it by saying you're not getting CD Lamb and that sort of. Yeah. So we could keep Brandon Ayuk, and then that's we need to find another player to throw into that. No, or I think Ayuk let's pull the first. Let's see the values. Let's yeah. just just to get a general idea of what Brandon Ayuk is. Yeah, mid first for Ayuk. I don't know. That's got to okay. be. It's probably close. Yeah, you can pull that up. I'll see you on here. So. Yeah. DK Metcalf, just for reference, in uh, one quarterback league is about six and a half thousand points, and KTC has a mid first round pick one of five, a little less than that, so about five and a half. So they're saying that somebody like DK Metcalf, who was the wide receiver twelve, uh, or is their wide receiver twelve as far as value goes in here, wide receiver eleven. I'm sorry, as far as value. DJ Moore, who is wide receiver 22 in terms of their value, is about five and a half. So that's what they're saying. So they're saying. So okay. So we're saying that Ayuk's about equivalent to a 2024 mid first. So yes. 2023 mid first is going to be more valuable than Ayuk. Right. It's current. Okay. And what does it say? What Ayuk's value is on there? Like yeah, 50, 50, 11, 56, Okay. So yeah. So yeah, that's roughly equivalent though to what I when I did this or printed this mm-hmm. at the time. It's 56.38 for the 105. So that's roughly equivalent. So Brandon Ayuk for. A first round pick is. I mean, it's not. It's not terrible. I mean, I. I, I don't hate it. Uh, you could I, probably get. Yeah. More for the one hundred and five. Are you can a, a third or something like. Yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, exactly. Like that. This is where you get those throw in. You get. You get the throw in that fourth. You throw in that fifth. That's like you know, acquire some of those. Like you, I'm, I'm down at throwing a. You know, if I want to get to one hundred and five, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm out on IU. I'm not gonna be out on, but like say I have a scenario where hey, I don't want. Brandon Ayuk, because I might have somebody else on the Niners that, like, I might have somebody that I'm worried about, you know, splitting time, you know, that kind of stuff. Certain certain times, like, yeah, I can't I, – I could see moving Ayuk for a, a, a mid-first for sure. Uh, I mean, for 2023. Okay. But you'd like a little bit more, Rich. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down to throw a little no, extra. I, no, too, obviously yeah. you'd yeah. like more, obviously, when right, you do yeah. it too. But I, I was – what I'm saying is, like, yeah, like, if I'm – Kind of acquire that pick. I'll, I'll throw in a fourth or I'll throw in a third, maybe. Like, I, I don't hate that either. Yeah. And just just again to try to what? So if we were going to throw in another player instead of another pick. If it was Brandon Ayuk and uh, another level of player, yeah, is is that is Khalil that where Shakir? we're back to Romeo yeah. Dobbs and Gabe Davis? Yeah, or rather have a pick at this point. Yeah. yeah, like a Khalil Shakir, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so but the, a lower level. Like, oh, that's what I'm Thorin. Thorin. So is that yeah. that's what I mean? Like the guys I mentioned before, Romeo Dobbs and Gabe Davis with Brandon Ayuk. That's too much. Too for much. The that's too much. Too yeah. You're gonna you need to get a project player. You want you want Bo Melton? I'll throw you a Bo Melton. You want uh, John Mechie? I'll throw him in there. Like. Although I, I, I would probably wouldn't throw John Mackey, but <laughs> he would be team captain, kind of like Dylan. <laughs> and so that's just kind of what I want to do. So what we've established then, then is the first overall pick is worth a player, essentially a starting player at a skill position is and then it? a flexible player at yeah, that position. Yeah, one of the elite players. And then yeah. by the top, time you get to the player. middle of the first round, you're down to uh, a, you know, a... A it's a, a tier two yeah. skill player, yeah, tier two, yeah, probably, and yeah. then a project player in addition. That's the yeah. huge drop. Yeah, that sounds about like, fair to me. Yeah, like the tier two player you're mm-hmm. getting in the first, like so. That's essentially what you go from getting Brandon Ayuk and CD Lamb to getting Brandon Ayuk and one of those project players you talk. Yeah. Like that's the that's the difference mm-hmm. between those four spots there. So that's how quickly that values depreciate as oh, far as draft for picks. Greg Dorch in there for you. <laughs> All right, Dorch. All right then. So, 
I don't know. Do I don't know that we want to do need to do late first round and mid first. So like, let's scale it then back. So how much further if we jump? Then we get to the middle of the second round. Uh-huh. What level of play? Like, if I was going to offer you a second round pick for a player straight up, what sort of player are you giving up for a mid second round pick? I mean, so uh, if I'm selling a player for to acquire a second, yeah, you want to get back into the second round. Yeah, I want to get in the mid second. Um. Yeah, now this is like where I think now we could start talking. This becomes real subjective. It's very subjective. We start talking. Now we're starting to talk like Gabe Davis type guys. Um, I would, I would, I would think, but maybe, it, like it, it's it's tough to say. Um, off the top of my head, let me let me let me take a look here. Okay, I'll take no a problem. look and, and try and get an idea of where we're at on that one. It, it, it's kind of tough to say. No, I understand. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot and asking mm-hmm. you to try to figure these things out real quick. So, yeah, so early so second. Is... Look up, uh, look up player values, and then just go down to roughly where uh, you know about uh, three and a half thousand is the value of players. Yeah, I'm, I'm here now. Okay, so who are the players that are about you know three and a half thousand points on KTC? I mean, we're looking at Sky Moore, uh, Wandale Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster. I bet Gabe is in here. Gabe Davis is right there. <laughs> like, okay. yeah. like. So would you do that? You said Gabe Davis, obviously. Would you do Sky Moore for a mid-second Dude, round Greg pick? Dude, Greg is rated one slot higher than Gabe Davis. Wow. Would you give up a mid-second round pick? or I'm sorry. Would you accept a mid-second round pick for a Sky Moore or Gabe Davis, Rich? I have those players. And I'm trading the players. You're trying to get into the second round to acquire a player. Yeah, would you trade away Sky Moore for 205? Uh, absolutely. After the season yeah. he had last year, if you're, <laughs> if you're able to get a second, then absolutely. Yeah, because I think it's it, essentially the idea is that you're re-rolling. You're, you're doing a re-roll, which I like. Exactly. I like the idea. You came out, the guy didn't try anything. He was put on special teams. He did absolutely, he was horrible. Uh, on He wasn't even going on special teams. I mean, he was... Aww. It's basically a re-roll, but like, yeah, same thing, like, if you look at Wondell Robinson, we don't have to think about the specific player, like, these guys did not have... Young guys, yeah. flashed upside, haven't been consistent, but have, they're, you I, can Scott sell them Moore on potential has a upside to me at all, but... Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a guy like... touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, when, when there's no points to, to be had. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, like, for him, like, I, I mean, I'm okay creating white Juju for a second as well. If I have, if I'm, if I'm kind of not, then I don't really want a veteran guy like that. I'm looking to get younger, because um, he has established value. You know, he's gonna do, he's gonna get, get some points for you this year. But if I'm like out on that, I don't. I'm looking to get younger. We don't know what his future is like in the league after two, three years down the line. Um, I'm okay with moving along, moving, moving him too. Uh, but I'll, I'll, on the flip side, you know, if I want to get rid of that second. Maybe acquiring somebody like Juju is not terrible. Like, you know, so if you want to, if you need, if you want to get a guy that's your last starting flex guy, you know, and you need that, you just want to have a guy that you know is going to be on the field, has been perform, has been in the league for a while. Because you, you, with these guys that you're getting in the second, a lot of these guys are not going to get, are, are not going to eclipse 600 yards of their receiver. Uh, if they're a running back, they might be in the, they might be stuck at the back end of the committee until the end of the season. Like that, you are hitting serious dart throws at 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 okay. two at two oh five, I think. So then, it, it, would it be fair to say then the approximate value of a mid second round pick is you know something like a 
a skilled player who went, you know, round three or later and hasn't really lived up to any, you know, hasn't lived up to any potential is, like, the one value. And then, like, if it's an older guy, it's a guy who, like you said, is going to be, like, your last flex, like a wide receiver three or a second flex spot is essentially the fair value, or the value you're getting for a mid-second round pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, would you would you rather have 201 or Rashad Penny? 201. 201. Yeah, me too. What about Dalton Schultz? Would you rather have Dalton Schultz or the 205? <laughs> 205. 201 or Miles Sanders? 201 or Miles Sanders? 201. <laughs> Give me a Miles Sanders. Guys. Mm. Guys. Deuce Daly is the offensive coordinator for the Lions, unless I'm mistaken. Is that correct, Rich? He's the offensive coordinator? I believe so. So he didn't like DeAndre Swift because he didn't like that he felt he didn't have the physical running style he was looking for and he couldn't stay healthy. Is that not Miles Sanders? Is Miles Sanders? I wouldn't describe Miles Sanders as a physical runner, I mean, would Miles you? Sanders he's not a pass catcher, but that doesn't make him a physical runner. Miles Sanders is not nearly as frail as Swift. So. He's not a bruiser back. And yeah, how he's many? Not, have, he's not frail. He's not frail. But he's soft. played what one full season or two full seasons, I think. And the one was when he was split in time with Jordan Howard and wasn't the starter for half the season. So he's had one full season as a starter at this point. I'm like, this is not much more durable. How many? He- I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. Rich, will you weigh in? Because I know you've got feelings about Miles Sanders. Am I crazy in thinking that he's been banged up a lot and missed a lot of games? And no, he's definitely he's missed some time. He, um, I don't know. You make a good point with him uh, and with Deuce Staley, but I, I believe they had a bit of an overlap in Philadelphia, so there may be some familiarity there. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling dangerous. Give me Miles Sanders over two hundred one. Feeling dangerous. Yeah, give me Miles Sanders. <laughs> Also, yeah, God, no. So we feel differently, but I think it has more to do with our value of Miles Sanders than it necessarily does the value of the 201 pick. I'm not a big Miles Sanders fan. I know you're not. I'll take Sanders. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take Sanders. I'll roll him out. I would think I'd rather have the 201. I I think I don't fault you for that at all. Mm. It's very fair. Okay. Yeah. So roughly equivalent value. All right. And so then... I don't think we really need to go down at this point where we're at. I don't think we really need to go through like a third no, round yeah. or later because we've already established what you're getting with the second round pick. So any picks after this just get become more and more dart throws. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're talking like by the time you're trading a fourth round pick, you're trading that for a guy who probably hasn't seen the field but might. You know, like you, yeah. you're thinking it'll have potential for some reason to get on there. Like, I, I did say earlier, like you are approaching dart throw territory in the mid second. You're not. It's not that bad, but like you, you, you're, you're now what you're down there. You got you're at guys that you're probably gonna want to see them develop over the course of a few years. They might not all be ready to play in the NFL right away. So I'm not saying they're dart throws, but these are gonna be probably guys that, especially if you're taking a wide receiver down here, you're not gonna really probably know who this guy is unless he breaks out right away. Like he might have to play two or three seasons before he really starts to come into his own and work his way onto the field. Like we see that time and time again. Like you look at guys' stats and it's like season one, they're wide receiver like ninety. And in season two, they're like wide receiver number, like fifty four, and then three, four, five, they start coming up into that like, you know, twenty top twenty five area, possibly starting to get wide receiver two type numbers. If not, if if they don't break out, you know, um, but a lot of these early guys are 
super not ready to be on the field. I, I guess from what I can tell from the the coaching perspective, it seems like. So yeah, and I think the best way for him would be a first round pick will get you a proven player plus an upside. Uh, commodity, whether that's another pick or another player that's got some upside to him. And the further you get down the first round, the less proven of a player you get at that beginning there. And then once you get to the second round, you lose the proven player and you're just kind of getting upside commodities in return. Again, whether that's, you know, a player that might have some upside like a Gabe Davis or a Romeo Dobbs or, you know, future picks or other or, or multiple picks, essentially. Is that fair? Is that a fair way to say it? Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Okay. And then how much, so let's talk, we've talked about kind of like the base value. How much do, does, what are the factors you look at that that then cause you to vary? Where it's like, you know, in a normal situation I would, but because of this, I've now changed how much I value that. So obviously age is a huge factor when we're doing Dynasty. How, you know, how, how much of an age difference does something need to be for it to affect you? Or is it like, you know, is it just strictly hitting the age cutoff? Or? Eh, not necessarily. Team timeline plays a big part in it if you're competing like either you really don't have any business holding those older guys that are you know scoring points you should be trading them for assets if you're competing you said no if you're rebuilding okay if you're rebuilding mm-hmm. you have no business holding the older guys you should move on from them they're going to score points on your team and you're going to they're going to hold, hold up your rebuild they're not helping you at all they're going to end up retiring on your team for nothing and you get nothing you yeah. lose them so Move on from the older guys if you're rebuilding. Contending, there's your window. You know, you get those older guys who are starting to age out, and, you know, you can get them at a decent price point, too, because of that. Yeah, exactly. Want to go, yeah, the, what, what, you know, what's the price of DeAndre Hopkins now versus DeAndre Hopkins four years ago? Exactly. Yeah. But you you know you know that you're not getting the DeAndre Hopkins from four mm-hmm. years ago. So. Yeah, you're only getting, you know at this point you're probably only getting very limited amount so, of time left on the clock. Take his oh, yeah. Hopkins for example. Yeah. Or you were a rebuilder four years ago, mm-hmm. and you you know the things you have to take into account are look at your top tier players now that you have while you're rebuilding. Like four years ago, Hopkins was how old? He was what, 27. Was he 30 now? Yeah. Or 31. So he was 26 yeah. or 27, and you're in the middle of a rebuild. You gotta ask yourself when I enter my next window of competition. How old is Hopkins? Is Hopkins thirty? Mm-hmm. Then, how what what good is he for me at this point? You got to move on from him. Like right. taking into account what where you're at in your situation, and, and that that is a big part of it. Okay, and real quick for me, um, Mike, uh, go. On, can you go to KTC's value? I have a, a situation that I thought that I wanted. To, yeah, I don't have specific players, but can you try to find two? wide receivers that are approximately similar value, but, like, one is a little older and one is a little younger. Yeah, we can uh, do one right here. We do Jacoby Myers. Uh, we do Jacoby Myers and let's do Tyler Lockett. Okay, what, what's the age difference between those two? No, no, Does shit say on there? Sorry, now let's do Tyler Lockett and we can do uh, Gabe Davis because they're, they're pretty close. Unless in in value? Guy. Yeah, okay. pretty close in value. All right, so. So lock it. Um, let's so no, well we don't even necessarily know their age value. I get oh well. Yeah, lock it's thirty. Gabe Davis is what, 26. 24, 20, Yeah, he's twenty four. Oh, 24. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's really young. He came into the league pretty young. I think he was. Yeah. So I guess maybe I'll, I'll ask this question, then we can maybe refine the. Josh Gallons is the, right there the as second well. Op, the second option. You're a contending team. You on the block from two separate teams is one team is offering Tyler Lockett, one is offering Gabe Davis. You're trying to acquire a player to help your team compete. It's Tyler You're, Lockett all day. Okay. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, Can we yeah. find another younger player that you would be looking to? That's a Josh somewhat, Downs is on that list. If you want to, he's right he's, here as well. Yeah, I just haven't picked. He's not on a team yet, so yeah, I was yeah. trying to find like a player that's actually on a team and has somewhat. Yeah, Sky Moore's right there. Uh, I mean, Sky Moore's a little bit down. The if you were right. contending, are you trying to acquire Sky Moore to aid your team? No. no. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's a project. So, all right, so I guess we have to go up then and see, because we're going to need to find a player who, because sure. yeah. that's. A younger player. The younger players, obviously, all around there of equivalent value. Or right. yeah, we're yeah, gonna we go ahead a little bit. Yeah. If we go ahead a little bit, there's actually, like, Elijah Moore's there. Um, I mean, so actually, we'll do this. I so I know they're kind of far apart in value on there. Uh, on the trade block available for you are Chris Godwin and Tyler Lockett from separate teams. And I'm um, contending. You're contending. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett still over Chris Godwin. We talked to it on the pod. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Okay. We take quarterback into consideration for the question you asked earlier. What factors? Help uh, determine our value. <laughs> Who's throwing the football is definitely a big thing. Yeah, you love Baker Mayfield. I do, but I don't want to be a quarterback for my fantasy. Who else you got out here, right? Who else you put on so the block? Let's. Uh, who? Well, I j- literally just drew a blank on the two guys that I gave you. Chris Godwin and, and Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Let's take Tyler Lockett out. Amari Cooper and Chris Godwin are your options for players to acquire. Amari Cooper. You're taking Amari Cooper over Chris Godwin. Yes. Yeah, I take Amari Cooper as well. Yeah. Okay, but that's assuming equal asking price. Yes. Yeah. What would you so take? even would dis- you- so, hang on. Despite the fact that Amari Cooper is significantly older than Chris Godwin, well, yeah, you would still take Amari now. Cooper to contend for this year yeah, at a higher asking price than if you could get Chris Godwin. Let's see. That's such a specific. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, depending sucks. on the situation, like I, I, I don't. Yeah, so you can't answer that question without having like values assigned them. If you're contending and you're you just want if you you're contending you can trade away and you can get either Mark Cooper or you can get Chris Godwin, you're gonna get Mark Cooper, I think. Uh now if you get Chris Godwin for slightly cheaper than maybe that may yeah. yeah, like you're probably you get Chris Godwin for slightly cheaper than yeah, sure get Chris Godwin. Do right? you think that Well we we saw the values, but Chris Godwin is not cheaper than Tyler Lockett. Right. So even despite the fact that he's younger and that we technically have a higher value on him, you would give up more for Tyler Lockett I'm not if saying you're I would, contending. Yeah, I'm not saying I would give up more. I'm saying I would target that player. Yeah, he's a good player to go after because you go, you probably get him all to keep because he's so old. Like, and he's he's gonna score points like he does every year. You know, he's not always the greatest. Like he's not. Yeah, he a might regress to yeah. one, but like they're the type of as a contender, they're the type of guys you look for to supplement your team. Those guys that. Get, tend to get overlooked because of their age or because of the fact that they haven't put up a wide receiver one season. And like you can round out the bottom of your roster pretty nicely on guys like that on the cheap. I like it. Okay. I just, I feel, again, I feel slightly differently. I'm always kind of planning not just short term, but also long term as well. And I don't know. Yeah, but that but, you're not you're not not planning long term. You no. know you're going to, this guy's going to depreciate after the season. Like, you're, you're Tyler Lockett, will Chris Godwin 
Well, I don't right, know yeah, what Chris got. Like, you know that. No, title you know Lockett is. Yeah, but you you're not, it. But you're but you're, you're trying you're, to winning your winning. Yeah, you're trying to win a championship. Yeah. When you're in that mindset, it's like there's not really a next year. Like, yeah. Like there is technically speaking, but like when you're you're in it, you're in it. Like yeah. we're willing to push the chips in and go get this is our year. Like let's go do it. We'll worry about next year after. I like, guess we'll, my question then would be how significant of a point difference do you feel there's going to be between Chris Godwin and Tyler Lockett? That you feel that you would be possibly willing to give up more to acquire Tyler Lockett than it would require you to give up for Chris Godwin is I don't know is the point? More. I'll let you, I'll let you say that's, but no, yeah. so now no, hang on. But I'm not like I'm not tr- I'm not trying to say you guys are. I'm trying to really think this through. And are you, mm. if you're saying that you think they could put up similar points this season, why would you pay more for the player that's older if you're getting approximate? Uh, well, I don't think we do think they're going to put up similar points. So I think Chris Godwin is going to score significantly less than yeah. Tyler Lockett. So that's what I was asking. So how much more do you think he's going to score that? You don't care about that age difference. Like, how many points do you think the difference is? I mean, maybe these from two guys? like thirteen, maybe maybe about thirteen points per game, maybe fourteen points per game compared to like nine or ten. Ten, eleven. Yeah, like maybe. Oh, you're looking at like a five, six point difference between yeah, maybe these two guys. Like I'm like trying three. to. I, it's hard to say. Like, but I expect Lockett. He's a consistent player. He's been consistent his whole career. He's never had any issues. Particularly, it seems like injury off the field. So I mean, he's probably been injured in some way. I'm not saying that, but like, he, you know what you're getting. You know he's in in a quarterback situation where he should be able to perform. He's performed across the board. Like Chris Godwin is just in a situation where he's he's playing with a quarterback that kills productivity. Um, I obviously the age difference. Well, I think the ultimate point is that we're trying to make is that, or at least what I think you were trying to say also is that. You're willing to pay to get the guy that you know is going to perform while while you're contending. Right. So he's a, he's a good he's he's an anchor point for your team. Like in, yeah. in, when you're in contention, you're less worried about guys right. g- getting older. Right. I, I wasn't necessarily trying to argue to say you guys were. I was just again trying to understand the thought process and how you arrived at the conclusion you arrived to. That's right. why I'm asking you and, and trying to push. I'm I'm not even trying to push back. I'm just trying to give you more aspects to think about it. To try to get us on the same wavelength as far as what we're thinking, which got me to then so uh, you would then say that quarterback factor and age factor are just about as equally important then, right? Um, or Like it's not a huge gap, like again, varies slightly from situation to situation, but those two obviously, if you feel Chris Godwin is younger, I would say that we feel the talent level between the two of them isn't great, like it isn't you know, like a you know peaks and valleys. Like I feel like they're similar level talent overall. Am I am I wrong? Do you feel one is significantly more talented than the other? No, there? pretty equivalent. But because of the quarterback play, we we don't you know, and because of where you are in the league, you're contending. You care less about the age and the quarterback play kind of ways. And again, also right. your team situation mm-hmm. as a contender. Exactly. Okay, um, but. I'm just trying to work in the other fact, all the factors that you consider when you're, think that, when the you're bottom making line, these deals. The bottom line is that you're looking at what's going to happen this year. Yeah, that's right. what's going to who's going to score more points this and, year. And that's why, and yeah. that's just where I again, the, I'm not trying to say I, I just my expectation for the two players are different than your guys' two right. expectations for the players, which is how trade values can vary and different and all that. Right. I was again more focused on the factors that led you to that conclusion mm-hmm. as opposed to us decides, deciding which one was right or wrong or anything like that. Sure. So, Okay, then. So, quarterback, 
age, those two, and your situation. Obviously, is are you competing or are you rebuilding? Right. Are that's the main thing? Yeah, that's there... the the big thing. You have to you have to identify what your what team's you identity that's, is. That's yeah. number one. In, not having an identity a is manager. Yeah. Like yeah. that's num like number one. You got to look at your team comparatively across the league and determine like you take an honest look. Like, can I really compete? And you know, there's going to be five, six teams that can, and there's going to be three teams you know who can't and there's gonna be a couple teams who like maybe with some luck and some breaks they could be there mm-hmm. and like you'd be able to identify that and, and make actionable moves off of it mm-hmm. like, if that means if you look at it and you're like damn like realistically in my opinion I'm probably like the seventh team out of this league out of 12 teams like alright like maybe you could wait a couple weeks and look to see how your guys are doing and maybe acquire a piece to push you into that top five mm-hmm and you know, make a run in the playoffs, but you're down in that nine spot in a twelve team league and you're like, I'm gonna need a lot of help for something to, to, to go right for me to make the playoffs and win a championship. It's like, all right, like let's let's move off of some of these players. Let's move off of some of these old guys and take your, your account into it. That that that's the biggest thing, your team situation. Right. And everybody's is gonna be different. So let's say I'm sorry, I um I literally just had a thought, and then I just uh, lost it. Uh, so we always talk about trading players, like, you know, uh, I, I would try to trade this guy to a contender. You know, we always constantly say, but would you be better off actually trying to trade it to a guy who's maybe more stuck in the middle? Do you feel that, like, they might be willing to pay more to try to acquire somebody to get themselves over the hump because they're not necessarily a potentially, contender? Potentially. Do you think there's more value to try to target them, or would you just always try to say, I'm going to try to go to the people who are contending and get a player from them where like where do you think well i if I, you're if you're i think you should be contacting everybody okay when when you're selling your when you're selling your players so then let's flip it if you're a middle of the pack team i know mm-hmm. it's hard for you to understand there uh, <laughs> but if you're a team that's like constantly finishing five or six you're are you do you think you'd be willing to give up more to acquire a player than you would say you were already contending because you still have a chance to contend without getting that player yeah in a in a vacuum yes so you feel the middle teams may be slightly they, more desperate. They, yeah, they might be more willing to pay that price to, you know, say there's five teams tied at whatever, and you got a two, two, couple teams at the top, a couple teams down at the bottom, and there's just right. that like jumble four in the five, middle. Yeah, s- yeah and so four, you might be able to capitalize yeah. on one of them teams that want to get a leg up on the rest of the the rest of the bunch that's uh, that's there together. Yeah. So. Okay. And then just to wrap up, is there any other is there any other factors that you consider when you're looking at things like the contract of a yeah, player, contracts, the, the coaching um, system, anything like that? The uh, contract is that for everything, or is I feel like that's more of a running back thing. Where like this guy's in the final year, he's probably going to get run to death. But what, I, I mean, do you look at it that much with wide receivers or tight ends? Um, I feel like you need to now with wide receivers because of starting to see guys get traded that they're not getting that that second deal. And teams are moving them. Like you saw with AJ Brown, I mean DJ Moore did get a second deal, but he just got moved. And it's like, I think you got to pay attention to the contract with with all the positions, really. Yeah. One, it's one for what guys are getting paid is going to tell you a lot. Guaranteed money. Right. How much it, faith the team has in them, and what kind of what the pros, you know, value them. The at. other. Th- the other thing to look for, you're paying attention to the contracts. You might understand some dummy years, like we talk about on here a, a few times, and you might be able to capitalize and moving a guy off. Is there, you got a league mate who doesn't pay attention to the contracts and doesn't know that the last two years of player X's 
deal or really dummy years, and he's getting cut after year three. And it's year two now of that contract, and he's got one year left. And, he, you know, he thinks he's there for another three or four seasons when in reality he could be cut and going and on a new team in a new situation. Okay. And then just in general, though, I didn't want to get too into it. I was just going to say this is more of a nuanced thing, though, that, like, this is not – the contract clearly is not as significant as something like age or quarterback play, right? No. And if we were just putting the things in order as far as the factors you're concerned about with it, it would be age and court and essentially like team or quarterback play around them would be kind of the top two tier factors, right? Or is there something yeah, else? Probably, um, I think I, I like team situation, probably number one. Okay. How they fit into that. Are they going to a situation that will utilize their talents or they go into a situation that will you know stuff the square peg in a round hole um age is is somewhere in the middle but it varies again depending on your situation that's one of those ones that like in this scale like to a rebuilder age may be number one or number two yes or to a contender age may be four or five down the bottom again somewhere in the middle in there which is probably injury history which you know we we didn't mention too much, but that's okay. something that you could you want to take into consideration. Well, that's why I was asking now if there's just yeah. any final. I just kind of at this point wanted to get the, any of the factors. Because, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you, no, but but yeah, injury, injury there history. And then... um, yeah, it's you know um, pretty much it. We mentioned contract, age, quarterback situation, right, but, team right. scheme, and then just so even though it, contract is important, it just kind of comes in there at the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's just all. something okay. to be mindful of and pay attention to. It's but not like a need to. Right? Yeah, it's not like a, it's not gonna, like a gospel where it's going to give you answers or anything like that. Like, and I was more concerned again with our factors at the top, things that weigh the mm-hmm. most and will affect your decision the most on it. And then, well, I guess the most would be your. Or, or where do you feel that you know obvious, the situation of the team making the move is ob- would be the most important uh, that's, thing? Yeah, I, that's number one. That's number you, one. Your team situation. You're the one making the move. You need to determine where you're at and plan accordingly. Okay. That's number one. Then all right. from there, then after that gets determined, all the other ones start to fit in place based off of your first initial one where you're at, right? Because once we determine one, all right, we're contenders. Cool. We could push age down. We can move that down to the bottom of the list. Okay. All right. And I think we got to where I wanted to kind of with, you know, what you just said there. So that's going to be everything from us today. Uh, The draft is coming up. It's going to be in less than two weeks. But until next time, follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anywhere to Get Your Audio Podcast. I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich Elk. I'm out here. Peace out. (laughs)